All you scared to death Negroes. Just sit down. Don't you come out to defend our enemy. You sit down and you shut up and tell your master to come on out and deal with this. Yo. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back. We ain't Shit. going nowhere. Ever. Real quick. Listen, we got a. I'm going to cut through the chase. We got a phenomenal guest tonight. Yeah, let's, cut, let's, let's just cut right there. I'm going to cut through. We, listen, we got a phenomenal guest tonight. But before I roll down the red carpet for my brother. Need no red carpet. Oh, yeah. That was a sneak peek of the guy. Love it. Turn my headphones up. They're up. <laughs> I like that. We almost there. But real quick, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boys, Silverback Chronicles Podcast. It's your boy, Big H. Got my brother, Dre. What's good, bro? Chill my brother. Happy to be here. Happy to be alive. Happy to see your face. See y'all faces. We here. Likewise. Triple C. Yo. What's good, bro? Maintaining chilling, bro. All right, real quick. We got to give a shout out to our sponsors. All right. Starbox. Starbox USA, ladies and gentlemen. We told you about it. We're going to keep telling you about it. Go get that. Go get that. What's the code? Don't forget the discount call. All caps. Silverback Podcast. All caps, Silverback Podcast, get you 20% off on your boys in blue, on your boys here. We appreciate you. Speaking of Starbox, shout out to Mr. on Instagram, Mr. Ray Dot Ortiz. He just won a Starbox. Yes. We told y'all, whoever had the freshest fit, Silverback fit, your man threw a photo shoot with our joint. Right. He wow. won a free Starbox. And that's the flyest. Because... I mean, his wardrobe was phenomenal. You know what he told me? What did he tell you? He said, I don't even got a gun. I'm going to keep my Rolex in there. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) That's what he said. He's a fly dude. Damn. He's launching Fashion Port. Fashion Port, fly dude. You know, anything you need, hit him up. Hit him up. I'm not going to... I don't even have a gun. He's going to get one. He said, I don't need a gun. But I'm going to keep the plain... He said, I'm going to keep the plain Jane in there. I said, what's the plain Jane? He said, the plain... Jane Day Date Rolex. Oh my goodness. Big face. I said, you know what? I'm done talking to you. I don't need to say nothing else. I said, yo, have a great day. Right. I appreciate you. There's nothing else to talk about. At all. He wants his Rolex secured. Period. And that's what a stop box does. But yo, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 39. Listen, with no further ado. I got my brother here. Listen, this is this is like no other guest. This is Mr. Baltimore himself. 
Mr. 105.7. Holla. None other than Mr. Rob Long, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. What's going on, fellas? What's My going brother. on, man? How are you? Listen, thanks for coming through, bro. We really listen, appreciate listen, you coming nah, through. man, bro. you got to stop with that. You, you, thank you for the invitation. Oh, no, no. Thank it's you not, for being here. Yeah, man, this is, this is like, you know, a podcast that I believe in. I've done some podcasts before, but I've done it because they asked me to do it and I had nothing else to do. Mm. But this is a podcast that I believe in. So Damn. this is a pleasure and an honor for me. That means a lot to us. That, Seriously. That warms my soul. Yeah, that's wholehearted right there. Man, you guys, man, you protect and serve. I appreciate you, my and not harass and humiliate. And no. That's what we no, 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 no. Society, so thank you very much. No, thank you. And but plus you brought me bourbon, so you already know oh, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. a good thing. You bring me bourbon, you put me in a good mood, so I'm ready to talk now. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we got no. the Got the camp socks on. We, we, we to yeah, go. we had some usher a little earlier. Right, we shared some pictures. Right, we got to go. I'm a bourbon guy, but I can't drink it like amongst other people. What's that? You shot? I get no. What? I'll burn some shit. I get burst. I don't. You will drink bourbon in front of people. What? You're like. I get too wild. And I, I agree with that. What? I get too wild. What? I get too wild. I don't know what the hell that means, man. Calm down these days. Bro. I like bourbon. I just don't I like it in front of people. Bourbon. I love bourbon. I drink that in the confines of my own home, whereas like I'm in the basement. Right. My walls are padded. <laughs> and I, I no it's body. funny you said that because I once had a girl told me I can't drink tequila out in public. Mm. I said, why? She said, tequila makes my clothes fall off. I said, bartender, two shots of tequila. Hello. <laughs> 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 that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. This long was before ago. my marriage and my kids. Yeah, this was like way back in the like days of Myrtle Beach. Yeah, high school. Yeah, before days. I got married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, we just you know it's just grown folks talking right now. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no woman in the studio right now. Obviously. Yes. Wow. So, but listen, long time ago. For all the folks that don't know already, Mr. Long, mm-hmm. the voice of Baltimore. Where you from, bro? What led you to Baltimore? I'm born and raised in Baltimore. Actually. Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus! Here's the story. What okay. part? What part? What you claim? What's Baltimore? Okay. Born and raised North and Bentlow. I went to Ooh. Matthew A. Henson. Wow. 29, elementary school. A lot of history out there. Yes. You can always um, tell a West Baltimore dude because every time they ask you, they never really say where they're from at first. You got to kind of coach it out of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, right here, if you're going to talk, man, don't be the voice of the Lord. Show your face. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm like, who the hell is this talking? Right. It's Chris behind this Apple sign <laughs> right there. <laughs> so anyway, um, North and Bentlow. And then when I was like 13 years old, we moved to East Baltimore. You know, we considered ourselves moving on up. And it was Bel Air and Moravia. And we didn't realize once we got there for two years, that shit was the same thing. It was just with East Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> so, bang, bang, exactly. Exactly. So, I ended up going to Northern High School from there. Then, after high school, I went up, ended up going to Liberty University. Oh, nice. Religious school. And uh, after the semester, I got suspended from Liberty. I had a girl in the room. Ah. I'll do it to you. No, I did it to her, and I got <laughs> suspended. <laughs> got su- 
I got suspended. <laughs> and uh <laughs> <laughs> At the college, I ended up in South Carolina. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to my fault. What? No, <laughs> fault. I should have said that. Hold on. That thing is on. I didn't realize that thing was on. You all got to let me know what it's on. Hot mic. Hot mic in the house. There we go. Hot mic in the house. Chris, this thing falling apart, man. I got you. Hold on. Right, I got you. I got you. There you go. There you go. All right. So, uh, what, what let you out there? Uh, South Carolina? South Carolina. I majored in sports management. Nice. Back in 1993, you know the jobs that were that were available for sports management? Okay. I don't know the jobs that were available for sports management. At all. There was none. So I went down to South Carolina. My uncle was down there, and I told him I wanted to be a police officer. And he knew the police chief down there. And I was told that if um, I could pass a background check, which nobody believed I could because I was from Baltimore, yeah. that he would he would push me through, but I have to pass the background check. I passed the background check and I became a police officer. But let me ask you, what, what made you want to be a cop, though? Ooh, that's a like, good story. Like, like what, what led up to that? Um, in West Baltimore, the cops, for me, were the superheroes. I don't know about everybody else. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. No, yeah, growing up, growing up, all the kids, and but no, for me, they were the superheroes. They had the flashy lights. They had the utility belts like Batman. Yeah, Batman. You know I mean, you know, I mean, they, they were they were the guys, man. And then when I went to East Baltimore, North, I mean, to uh, Bel Air, Moravia, I met police officers who cared about me. Mm. I mean, cared about me to the fact of, man, they got in my shit. Right. When when I didn't do what they thought I wasn't doing right. Not when I wasn't doing right. When they thought I wasn't doing. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I had a guy tell me once, if I gave him 140 dollars, he give me a uh, half a letter. Of uh, weed, let me sell it up, cut it up and sell it. And I was dirt poor, and I thought about doing it. Mm. Well, word got out. We got I had a police way. officer come to me and said, "Dude, I, I, I were, you know, I'm hearing some things." Mm. I said, "What you hear?" And he told me what he heard. I said, "No, that's not me." He said, "All right, don't let it be you." Mm. And I got scared. And then maybe a couple of months later, Brims Lane Elementary was broken into over the Thanksgiving holiday, and that same officer jacked me up by the collar and said, you don't have anything to do with that, do you? I said, no, nah, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. Well, don't make me find, if you have some, if I find out you had something to do with it, you had to deal with me. Mm. Then I'll tell your mother. Mm. After I, you deal with me. And he, why he has his hand around my collar. I'm like, oh, I ain't got nothing to do with that, man. <laughs> right. And let me, let me, let me, so you won't be confused. This wasn't, I didn't perceive this as police brutality. I, I looked at this as, man, don't mess up with this dude. Right. He's really on my, care about you. he in my shit. Yeah, like he's right. looking out for you. He's in my, you know what I mean? That, that's how I never, then or now, I didn't see it as brutal. Even now, looking back on it, it wasn't police brutality. It was the same thing my uncle would have done to me. Absolutely. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? He just came in the uniform. My uncle would have done the same thing to me if he knew what was going on in the neighborhood. I didn't have anything to do with it, and he had me scared. Right. This same dude showed up when I made my first start as a quarterback in high school varsity varsity football as a sophomore and we won in triple overtime. And I remember running the winning touchdown in and looking at the end zone across the fence, he was there wow. with his arm extended. And I remember giving him a giving five and running to the pile with the rest of my team. He was there. Wow. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? So this wasn't police brutality. This was a guy 
who gave a care about me. Yeah, he wanted to see you do right. He wanted to see me do right. It was so much that was going on wrong because back then that neighborhood was a mixed neighborhood. Mm. And I think, looking back on it now, I think he knew if I did have anything to do with it, probably I would have been pinned for it. And you guys know what I mean. Right, right. right. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, he made sure that I had, and, and when he when I told him, I said, no, I'm telling you, I got nothing to do with that. I don't know nothing about that. I was on the street. I was playing football. We was throwing the ball around. And he never bothered me about that again. So, you know, that made me, and on top of that, in my family, everybody, you know, a lot of the males were, you know, going to jail, things like that. I just, I just wanted to be something different. You know, I've always, all my life, I've I, I strived and I thrived to be different. And there's nothing wrong with because that. Because I came, I came from the gutter. So I, it was always, it was always important for me to be different. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. So fast forward, do you being an officer? How was that experience down in South Carolina? Oh man. <laughs> Good times. <sighs> Pour out some to the ones that are here yeah, now. There you go. Um, how long was you an officer for in South Carolina? Seven years. Seven years. Two years on the street, five years, narcotics. Community oriented police. After two years, they just took me off the street and didn't have me do everything. Mm. And uh, I started a PAL program down there. Oh, did you? Oh, wow, that's dope. And uh, York County, South Carolina started. Get out of here! Yeah. How Wait. was that? How was that process? Um, it was it was cool because they wanted it, right? And and it wasn't a PAL meant for low budget, um, poverty stricken kids. Uh, because we didn't have that in York County, South Carolina. It was more of a PAL center or PAL program built for kids who had nothing else to do. Mm, right. And, you know, college football reigns down in South Carolina. So right. I would I would make calls and say, look, my name is Rob Long. I'm with York County, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm trying to get some tickets to the game to take some kids there. And I would get tickets. I would get money. I would Anything I asked for, I got because right. it was unprecedented down there. Mm. And it was great. It was great. Uh, I did bike patrol. Nice. You know, um, I did a little bit of everything down there. It was good. Because being there for the seven years, you can look back on it now and say, well, I would be retired if I stayed. But what it did for me was it 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 paved the way for me to be who I am today. Right. It taught wow. me administration. It taught me communication. Mm. It taught me tolerance. It taught me how to deal with life as a minority. Right. Coming from Baltimore City, I don't know. I mean, I hear that I'm a minority, but in Baltimore City, do we really know that we're a minority? Right. So it, it taught me how to deal with that, how, trying to be the boss, being the minority. Mm. You know, I mean, it taught me so many things on that those seven year span, and it kind of made me that. And Liberty University made me the man that I am today. Awesome, hey, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's so dope. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you picked up a lot of tools along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which you, the job does teach. It definitely does. So seven years, that's a long, you know, I mean, that's a long time in any department. But it's dope that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yes, it does. Absolutely. You know, in life, we got the pieces to the, you know, we have all the pieces. But we got we, we got to make that puzzle. We got to put it all together. And it's, and it's on the good Lord's terms. Mm -hmm. It's not on my terms. I just want to be guided by him and just 
do everything the right way, the best way that I can. You're absolutely right. Right. And it also taught me how to recruit. Right. That's dope. On a different level, though, how to recruit. How was that? How about that? I don't want to talk about that. Oh. (laughs) 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 I learned how to recruit. You know what I mean? I didn't didn't really know how to recruit until I moved down there. You learned the eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? How to negotiate, like, you know, if you come back at the end of your shift, We'll do what you asked us to do. You know, that kind of recruiting. That kind of negotiation. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wink, wink. Let's keep this real here. You know what I mean? That's not. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it 1,000. I love it. Word up. That's dope. All right, so seven years then, then what, you came back to Baltimore? Well, this is the deal. Okay. All right, then let me give you the whole story. Mm-hmm. When I was on the street, I was approached by a man named Parrish Brown. Parrish Brown. Parrish Brown was a guy that was trying, he was from a shady background trying to go straight. And he was the, he was the music director at a station called Win 106, hip hop and R&B. Okay. And I helped him out of a situation that could have gotten real ugly for him. Right. So me and him got to be, become friends. He asked me, he said, you ever thought about doing radio? I said, nah. Because you got the voice for it. And he said that. That's what he said. He said, you got radio pipes. Right. Like, radio I don't pipes. have whoa, radio whoa, whoa, pipes. Whoa, whoa. Watch your mouth, son. That, that, that. <laughs> Pause. Damn. You got a radio voice. <laughs> you got a radio voice. Right. Okay. Can I say that? Can right. I say that? Oh, yeah, you can say that. So I never thought that I had a radio voice because when I was, it's the same voice I had when I was in elementary school. Right. And they made fun of me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. In elementary school, I was afraid to read in front of people. I stuttered. Yeah, man. I had, I stuttered. Little kids are mean. In front of people. Yeah, man. It was mean as hell. Right. I'll beat the shit out of them now. (laughs) But that's just a topic for another day. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's another discussion. (laughs) Right. I'll rip the fur off of them now. But nonetheless. Word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Say something Come at me now. Right. But that but not like you know, I'm like, nah, you know, I never thought about that. So it's one lady on the station, she was pregnant, she was having a baby, so she had the weekend shift, Saturday and Sunday. He said, Look, do the weekend shift for me, just try it out. So because of my shift, I was able to do that and do my shift. Nice. So I did it and I liked it. Mm. So she came back and she said, I only want she only wanted to do Sunday, didn't want to do Saturday. Okay. So my shift was a six-hour shift. Okay. The first three hours was syndicated Russ Parr. Mm. The last three hours was live me. Okay. We destroyed this last three hours so much that they took away, they bought out Russ Parr. Right. And I had a six-hour shift. Then I went into narcotics and all that other stuff, and they pulled me off air. Fast forward to Baltimore. I come here. I'm working at Comcast. When I came here, guys, all right, and this is the crazy part. When I moved back to Baltimore, my wife is from South Carolina. Okay. I didn't have a job. Okay. I don't know if you guys believe in, you know, we joking around right now. I don't know if you guys believe in divine intervention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Believe in that. So right. good. So this helped the story out. Okay. So my wife is so anal that she doesn't move without a plan. Mm. We came here without one. Just, just let's go. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what it was. My daughter was two months old. My son was two years old. 
why the hell am I moving back to Baltimore? I didn't have a plan. We stayed in my mom's basement for the first two or three months. Mm. Then we got a, a townhouse. And we were struggling. Right. I was working at Comcast, fixing and installing cable. We didn't have a plan, guys. Grinding. A couple of years later, we discovered that my son was autistic. Okay. Wow. That's tough. We were in the best place to have a kid who was autistic. Which is Baltimore. Ain't no better place. There's, everyone comes here. So, So as much as we kid around, I believe in obedience. Absolutely. And I sir. think where I am right now in my life is a result of being obedient to God. Mm. Yes, sir. He asked, he told me, not he didn't ask me, he told me to move. Yes, sir. And we moved. My, I moved, my wife moved, we moved without a plan. Mm. And and we put my son, my daughter is a nursing major. Nice. She's a junior in college. What better place is there to be than to be a nursing major? Absolutely. Baltimore City. In Baltimore City. Absolutely. So we made moves back in 2000 for my kids not knowing we were making a move for my kids and we didn't have a plan. So I believe that my wife has a master's degree in, edu- in early childhood education. She didn't have a ma- she didn't have a credit in college when she first moved up here. And I'm doing what I'm doing. I believe we are where we are because of the result of obedience. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We, we moved on some things that we did not, it didn't make sense for us. And now when we look back 20 years later, it made all the sense in the world. Mm. My son is in a place that he has to be. My daughter, who's a nursing major, is in the best place we, she has to be. And all because, and I think, you know, me being a guy, I never took a broadcasting class in my life. Never. Wow. I, I, I never, I ne- the closest thing to broadcasting I ever took was, was public speaking. And we all who went to college took that. Right. And I, I think to be where I am right now if you want to explain it and say why I am where I am, it's not because of talent. It's not because of anything like that. It's because basically I was obedient. Mm. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that's how H ended up here. That's pretty, I'm pretty sure that's how I ended up here. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know how I ended up here? No. I took, well, I'll tell you. So I was dying to get into the NYPD. And it's like I had a cousin who was an NYPD detective and I'm like, he's going to get me in. But I didn't have the 60 credits oh. that they needed. Yes. So boom, I went back to school. Now I got the 60 credits. And I was on like, I think police1.com. Shout out to them. I get an email. Oh, Baltimore City's hiring. And I'm like, Baltimore City? I already applied to Connecticut, Jersey, you know, Delaware, Miami. I'm like, what's Baltimore? I don't know nobody out there. Mm-hmm. I know nobody out there. I know no one in Baltimore. I apply. Something happened that like two weeks later, boom, I didn't get to go. And then all of a sudden I'm here. This was the last place that I applied to. But it was the first place that called me back. I said, when I came here, I felt the vibe of the city. I'm like, yo, this is a dope town. (laughs) Yeah, granted. It is dope. Granted, Baltimore's dope, man. I'm a New Yorker. I love New York. New York I do too. I love New especially York, especially the Bronx. I, I'm a Bronx do all day, every day. But when I came here, I was like, "This is different." Listen, and I'm like, "Yo, this place, like, there's hidden little gems." I'm like, "I think I must." Then Baltimore. I mean, I'm sorry, New York City called me, and they're like, "Congratulations, you're hired." 
I said, I think I'm going to stay in Baltimore. Really? And I've been here 10 years. Right. I'm going to tell you something. It's amazing here. My I aunt, love this time. My, my grandmother and my aunt once told me, God protects fools and babies. Mm. <laughs> we ain't young, so <laughs> I guess we're fools. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't young. Take we're not babies, man. but. I it, love this time. I, I agree with you, though, man. Baltimore's dope, man. Yo, I mean, one time we was, H and I, we was just sitting, talking about the podcast. We went to have um, lunch on this spot on Baltimore and Washington. Right. It's called the Brazilian Gourmet. Really? Brazilian restaurant. What's good? What's good there? Everything. Shh. Everything. All I know is I ain't been there. Y'all ain't take me there. So Let's go. <laughs> let's go We're now. We're sitting there. And they have we'll these, talk to y'all next week. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yo, they, they have these little chairs outside with the table. The food comes out. And there's trees everywhere. Brick. You know, row homes. And we're like, where are we? Right. This is majestic. Baltimore just has a lot of beautiful. It does. Rooms. It does. It's just. I, I love it's it. It's just we allow the knuckleheads to take over the city. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Listen, this is my take on this. You guys are in it and I'm not tell in it like you are. I believe. I believe. I believe that there is a plan. For those of you that are allowing this city to be turned to shit, mm. when they build this city back up, they're pushing you out. I believe there's a there's a plan in Baltimore City to take Baltimore City to another level to where those of us that came from the city, that live in the city now, which I don't, the city's not going to be for you because they're not going to build it for you. And you're allowing them to do that by allowing this city to go down. I'll give you an example. Um... When when the Freddie Gray riots happened, it happened at Mondawmin Mall. I grew up three blocks from Mondawmin Mall. Yep. Mondawmin Mall, some of the shops are closing now. Oh, yeah. After the Freddie Gray thing. It's vacant. Do you think Mondawmin Mall will always be vacant? Nope. When they build it back up, are they going to build it up for us? No. And I just think, I just believe that we need to be a little more cerebral. To me, I think sometimes we're too emotional. Mm. We react emotionally all the time instead of stepping the stick, taking a step back and saying, "You know what? Let me think about this for a second. No, that's not gonna work. Mm. I just, that's just my my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. And we destroyed the the, the drugstore down there on North Avenue, CVS, CVS. We're destroying. Listen, I never in my life have I said, Chris, you piss me off. I'm gonna burn my car. Hello. Never have I said that But someone has pissed me off so much That I burned my own stuff And destroyed my own property And I just think When they finally build this beautiful city back up They won't build it back up for us Because it is a beautiful city It's a beautiful city That's just my personal take So much history I I could be completely wrong about that But I just believe that There's no way in the world That people are so dumb That are letting this city burn the way it is if there's not a, a a bigger plan. And I think we're being used in that plan and we don't realize we're being used. I mean, if you think about it, like if you're traveling up and down the East Coast, right? You were in North Carolina, right? South Carolina. South Carolina. Cool towns down there. Very but, cool. Yeah. But once you get to D.C. and then it's Baltimore. Yeah. There's nothing else between Baltimore and New York City. New York City. That's it. Well, shout out to Jersey. Cause it's Delaware. not there, though. It's not there. But y'all not ain't nothing, ain't nothing to stop for. Let's be serious. I mean, if you go to Philly, you got to go a little bit this way. 
and then come back. Right. Get a Philly cheesesteak. Right. But what I'm saying is, which is good. It's DC, Baltimore, and then New York City. New York City, yeah. Right. Like, Baltimore is an amazing place. It is. And I'm not saying that because I live there now or because I live here now. I'm saying it because when I came here, I fell in love with this place. So, and, and, and since you are saying it because you live here now, you wouldn't know how great it was if you hadn't moved here. I would have never known. Exactly. I mean, I, and I agree with you. I mean, keep in mind, I was in South Carolina. I came back to this mofo. You know what I mean? And I love it. My kids don't want to leave. My daughter was born in Charlotte. My son was born in Florence, South Carolina. They don't want to leave here. They love Baltimore. Baltimore is an amazing city, man. We just allow it to be trash. It's it's dope. Like I was gonna make a crazy analogy, but I'll, I'll God, I want to hear it because uh, if it's stupid, we're gonna make fun I was of you. I was gonna say it's like that ugly girl that has an amazing kitty, Putangi. Yeah, Nani. And then it's Nani. like it's like. I've been there before. It's like she's ugly, but it's like, you know what? <laughs> I've been there before. I know. Everybody can relate. It's like, dude. It's like you're ugly, but it's like. I don't want I anybody cannot... to know I'm hitting it. Exactly. But I'm going to keep hitting it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, but don't tell. Know. Hey, don't tell my friends. Right. And, and you know. But I'm hey, not going to no, no, Hold on. We have, we have a moment here. <laughs> we have a moment here. Listen. Right, listen. Don't tell. <laughs> if you tell my friends, I'm going to stop. And right. you know what? Ain't a lot of dudes lining up to hit it. Right. <laughs> So don't tell my friends. Don't right. say nothing. But I'm gonna keep. I'm, I'm, this is amazing. I'm. I'm gonna hit the bottoms. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got that's, you. That's what I Baltimore feel you. is. I feel you. That's Baltimore. Baltimore is the city that you don't want anybody to know that you banging because it's popping. But you gonna bang it. But you gonna bang it because it's so dope to bang it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> that was such. An but amazing it was an segment. analogy that I mean, like. You can't make it with cars. I'm so, never doing okay. this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing this shit again. We got him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm talking about banging ugly broads. <laughs> which actually, if we did a podcast about that, it'd be about two hours on the ugly broads. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, this again, this mic is on. I'm sorry. H sit back like I'm gonna let these dudes just burn. You take it, burn Hollywood burn. <laughs> you take it, you take it grenades, bro. <laughs> when we be ugly, it's like Shut not that. Yeah, when we yeah yeah when we be ugly, we mean not pretty. Right. Oh my god. There was something pretty about her. Like, yeah, fat ass. Uh, yeah, something in trees. Pretty lips. Oh something. Something's there. She had a dope personality. What? You could talk you get you can actually sit and talk to her with. Right, you could chill. You can conduct you But can, you don't want to be seen in public with her. So now y'all going too far. Uh, <laughs> that's what both of them I don't bang no personalities. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't bang no personalities, bro. Hey, what happened? <laughs> so you started it. I didn't start this. This was before I was married though. Right. All oh of yeah, hundred percent. All of it. We're yeah. talking about high school age. Right there, you go. Right, we're talking about high school right now. My my wife is beautiful and has a personality and a dope body and, and good punani. And Jesus Christ, okay, hello. <laughs> that was a phenomenal answer. I'm leaving. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, shut it off. <laughs> Triple C. Yo, what we got tonight? Uh, one real quick question for uh for for Rob. Um, uh -oh. go into. The um, 
your now. What are you doing now? Um, you know, talk about, um, you know, talking to, um, to to the pro athletes, you know, some of the... the, the right now, I'm trying to get out of a hole of talking about banging ugly broads, but <laughs> other than that... <laughs> Other than that, no, honestly, I, I'm doing um, 105.7 The Fan, uh, Sports Talk Radio. Nice. Dope show. I've Dope been show. there since 2011. I love it there. Um, I work with some great people. I work with a former NFL GM and Vinny Serrato. I work with a former commissioner and uh, Ed Norris. I mean, I, I work with some great people there, and I've been able to lead the shows with these phenomenal people, that which is sensational. Not only am I working with them, but I lead the show. Um, and and that, that that's a testament to what we do. Awesome. Um, I also work at um, Mass, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, which is the Orioles Network. I do pre- and post-game for the Orioles nice. uh, on television. And if you look at it, I'm the only one there at both stations that look like me. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's just to be honest with you. I'm the mm. only one that looks like me. Mm. And it's tough to maintain your integrity and, 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 and remember who you are and at the same time um, put yourself in a position to be marketable. Right. People don't understand daily how tough that is, and it is tough. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now, uh, maintaining relationships with baseball players, NFL players, GMs, coaches. It's great. Brandon Hyde and I, uh, manager of the Baltimore Orioles, will become friends. Nice. He's a great guy. Um, the assistant general manager, uh, Sid, Sid uh, Medell from the Baltimore Orioles, he and I become great friends. So you get to meet some of these people. You get to know them for who they are. You get inside information, right. but more importantly than that, you get to know these men for who they are. And I can tell you right now, baseball is about to make a big surge in trying to identify with our community. Mm. Baseball understands that there's a gap, right. and they want badly, they want desperately to bridge the gap. And I've been in talks and communication with people who have asked me to um, be mindful of that as well. Of, of bridging the gap. So baseball is trying to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. That yeah. is awesome. Because, you know, that's the basis of why, why we formed, you know, started this podcast. It's all about bridging the gap. Yeah, it is. You know 100%. I mean? Because we, we, we've been there. We understand that a lot of people are treated unfairly with some individuals in this uniform. But it's, it's not all about that. There's still phenomenal officers that go out there day and day and do this job. That's been where you're from. Mm -hmm. That's lived where you live. And, and that's to, all we're trying to do. Right. And to add on top of what H said, is also to show the up-and-coming minority men, women, to show them that there's also a huge scale of professionalism that you could join. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a great profession. You, you don't just... My cousin pitches for the Yankees. Luis Severino, shout out to him. Severino is your cousin? Yeah, that's my cousin. I'm Andres Severino. Baller. Yeah, so what I'm saying is not everybody's going to be a major league pitcher, but you could become a cop. You could become a fireman. You could become a, a social worker. You could become a doctor. See what I'm saying? And be a minority. That's, how, that's also bridging the gap as Absolutely. well. Bump that. I want to know more about Luis Severino. How about that? I lost. I forgot. I didn't hear anything he said at the Luis Severino. That's your cousin, man? First cousin, second cousin, distant cousin, play cousin. Which one is it? First cousin. First cousin? After really? My father, yeah, yeah. Really? My father was drafted by he the dope. Mets. He's yeah. dope. He's hurt right now. I know that. Yeah. My father. I kind of do sports start radio. I kind of know. <laughs> I kind of got an idea that, that the motherfucker's like, you know, 
not pitching right now. I got so a feeling that I won't. I can't tell you too much, but what I will tell you is that my father's father, my grandfather, he came from Sicily, and um, he went to the Dominican Republic, and he did his thing. He laid pipe. You already know he was a plumber. So we're the only few certified. So we're the only <laughs> right. So you have <laughs> you you you're part Sicilian. You know what's funny about that? Bit. Can I tell you something? My great great grandfather. Is named Minghetti. Uh, He's Sicilian. Really? Uh, Get out Facts. Of My great great grandfather is M- James Minghetti. Wow. He's Sicilian. So, bro, do you like fucking spaghetti and some uh, spradjul, bro? No, I like Italian women. I'm <laughs> sorry. Before I was married. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. <laughs> We're having too much fun. We're having too much fun. Don't pour me another drink. That's it. That's it. We're having too much fun. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. My father pitched for a long time. He got drafted by the Mets. Really? Blew his, blew his elbow out. Did, yeah. did you ever play baseball? He used to. Did you play baseball? I did until like my father used to shove it down my throat. Watch your mouth, son. Ooh, damn, damn. Oh, damn. That's like I got. I know a friend of mine who's a social worker. Damn. Hey, Zach, call this mofo because his father used to shove it down, down his throat. throat. Yeah. Hey, yo. What you like, <laughs> baby? I got it. What you need? You know what? Got it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm never doing this again. That was disgusting. Wipe your that mouth. Wipe your mouth. You filthy I'm just saying. He said, "Wipe your mouth." I wasn't going there. Oh I, even though he shoved it at your throat, I didn't know he hey, yo, finished. It's crazy like on Tuesday my pops is gonna text me like yo why you talking crazy <laughs> I told you to keep that as a family secret <laughs> my bad my bad my bad it made you a better man my bad <laughs> my bad <laughs> take it <laughs> I was like go ahead Oh my wow! God. I don't even know wow. what to say after that. You should. I told you guys. I, t- I tried to tell Chris don't invite me to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm disorderly. I don't. Crazy. This. Listen. Do you, don't let that microphone on the fan fool you. It's always that's a different mind. microphone. It's a good that's, a, that's a different microphone. Absolutely. Don't let that microphone fool you. Please don't. <laughs> I hey, in, listen. I seen him in action. Like, <laughs> off the mic. That's why I was like, you gotta come through. You gotta come through, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so so what we got? Lots two badges. What's this? Porn music? What are we doing here? What the hell is this? We're trying to get it sponsored. What kind of of low budget shit is this? (laughs) You like beatboxing? What are you, the fat boys? (laughs) Absolutely. All right, so we have uh, we first one, uh, EJ. Shout out to EJ214. Shout man. out to EJ. Long time listener. Um, he said, what is your favorite off-duty weapon? What's your favorite mm. off-duty weapon and why? Yo, is that everybody? Yeah, EJ, yeah. I see you out there with that black ram, the Dodge ram. Right. 
Yeah, what, he, he hooked it up. He did something. That's what's up. Um, EJ, my favorite is a Glock 23. Mm. I got the light on it. I got the real... Um, Help me out, H. When you look through it in the lights, sights. You got the sights, sights bro. Thank you. Sights. Wow. Well, I'm and a. I got, and I got a nice little Tuscan um spring. No recoil. I'm with you. I I love the Glock, but I'm a Glock 17 guy. Okay. Nice. I love the Glock 17 guy. Number one, I love the fact that they're machine washable. Oh. Yeah. Just put a little oil on the slides and slide it. You're good to go. Good yes, to go. The Glock 17 holds right in the palm of your hand. Yes, sir. And you can just put that thing in your pocket if you have a concealed weapons permit. <laughs> and um, yes. and go from there. I, I'm a Glock 17 guy, dude. I swear by that. Me too. I got I got I got a Ruger. I got a couple of I got a Beretta. I got those things. But 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 when I'm out and about, it's Glock 17. 17. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Glock guy. It's not because I have it on the job, but it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I love Glock. So light. It is. There's no there's no crazy recoil. Yeah. It's perfect. It's easy to run run it. Yo, everything. All you gotta do, switch your magazine to get back in the get back in the fight. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um I my off duty is a twenty three and I'm also investing in a uh forty three X. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Okay. The 43X is fire. It is a dope gun. It's an amazing gun. I'm looking at a new Glock and it's going to be a 9mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brutal with the millimeter. Remember that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm actually. uh, Let's recoil. I'm actually uh, thinking about. uh, I'm thinking about a lot of things. I'm thinking about the 458. Fully automatic. Mm. Yeah. Set the mask. Four fifty eight. So calm. Holla. You know what? You know what? 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 What makes me laugh? What's that? When all this stuff going on with police officers, people say to me, well, "Why don't you guys? Why don't they shoot for the legs?" No, man. <laughs> I know that's the that's the. Who the hell is going to shoot for the leg? Right. A moving. If piece. I shoot for the leg and it's moving and I hit somebody else, then you're saying, "Why do you shoot for the leg?" Center mass. Watch yes. too many movies. Center ma- exactly. People, like, yeah, hey, yeah, I didn't yeah, mean yeah. shoot the hand because the gun is in the hand. Oh, you shot my hand. That's shoot movies. The apple off the top yeah, of exactly. my head. That's oh. Hollywood's fault. <laughs> yeah, That's it is. It, is. it really is. That's I'm shooting, and you don't shoot to kill. You shoot to stop. You shoot yeah. to incapacitate. Exactly. Now, if if it takes that, then should have done some push-ups. Takes that. If it takes that, you know, it's it's unfortunate. But listen, we had to go home at night. You know, I'm glad you said that because when I learned in, in police academy, in South Carolina, everybody goes to the same academy. In Columbia, South Carolina, the entire state goes to the same academy. Oh, wow. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the first thing you learned was officer safety. What's your number one goal in officer safety? To go, go home. Go home. Go home. To go home. Home because we're not the ones doing anything bad. Exactly. We're out there protecting and serving. Yeah. You know what? What what gets me too is is I don't put nothing against them, but you got a lot of hood dudes, right? And even when you talk to them, it's mutual respect. Yep, they got love for us. When you're talking to a real one, because they understand organization exactly, and they understand how things operate, and they also understand this, and they'll say, "Had to tell you." If you get a guy with a gun and he's running, hood guy gonna be like, "What? 
You get paid to do that. Go get them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For real. Exactly. So uh, I'm curious. And what people don't understand, a lot of times, good guys are the ones that give you the, hey, you know, yeah, right. over bad there. for business. Yeah, over there. Right. It's bad for business. I exactly. Right. You know, I'm gonna tell you what happened. Can I tell you what happened to the streets? Absolutely. Kingpin charge was the worst thing that happened to the streets. Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because because the Godfather king, out. Because the Godfather out. Out. The Godfather is who kept order on the streets. You know why? Because he didn't want trouble. No. The Godfather didn't want trouble. You locked the Godfather up. Right. When you locked the Godfather up, now you got a bunch of guys who are essentially peons right. who are now running the streets. Reckless. Peons don't know how to run the streets. Absolutely like, not. Listen, I'm not saying that drug dealers should have a pass. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you what's safe and what's not safe. Right. And, and, and in our society, the guys that went to jail on the kingpin charges are the ones who eventually made the streets what it is today. Yeah. They're gone now. So now, 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 you know, Godfather kissed the ring is in jail. Right. Now you got the guys that are under him that don't know their asses from a hole in the ground. The elbows. I agree. Who are running the street. You, the kingpin charges are the worst thing to happen to the Absolutely. Street. Because the Godfather set that foundation of how to conduct yourself. Exactly. Yep. If you're going to do this business, this is how it's going to be ran. Yep. Because at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, this is business. A business. It's not about you trying to be a tough guy. Running around, rebel without a cause. Because I'm here to make money. You're killing my money. I'm here to yep. make, make money. money. And a godfather would come to you and say, listen, I'm just letting you know, it's over there. Who did it? I'm not telling you who did it. Can't get you all that. It's there. It's there. You do the rest of the work. You do your job. Booyah. These guys right now don't do that right now. They yeah. don't. They're just reckless. And, and they want to fight. They want to complain. They exactly. want to cry. Exactly. We spoke about it last week. We had a guy down on, on North Avenue during the riot. My hood. Yeah. And he came up to us and he said certain things. And he made everybody leave because he understood that I'm running the show and I don't want bad business. Right. And it is what it is. You guys work West Baltimore before? We used to. Yeah. You know Big Bobby Long? Well, from Pennsylvania Avenue. Here's the thing: we didn't know names like that because we from it's the my east dad. side. It's my dad. That's Pop Dukes. We probably don't know him. Nah, because that I'm sure if we saw his face, we would know him because he was out there every day. Yeah, well, after the, you would after the riots. I'm we, sure. I'm sure everybody that's listening to this right now on the west side would know him. After the riots, we was on North wow. and Pensy. Wow, we was on North and Pensy. Why would the South Carolina be a police? Mm. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. Listen, I love my pops. Yeah. My my dad made me who I am today. Right. My dad was my best man at my wedding. That's what's up. Oh wow. Rightfully so. He was my best yeah. man at my wedding, but sometimes sometimes No, no, no. It yeah. is what it is. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's my best man at my wedding, but right. you know, but he doesn't he doesn't mince words. And I know exact when I was in high school, he came to one of my practices. And I went to Northern. You know, he had a lot of you had a lot of bangers in Northern. Right. And one of the guys said, Dude, your dad Big Bobby Long said, No, dad Rob Long. Mm. Your dad Big Bobby Long. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Right. And I went to him and I asked him, he said, Don't worry about it, son. And I knew then, okay, I got you. And that was the end of it. What's understood doesn't need to be said. It doesn't need to be said. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need to be said. At all. But but I say that to say 
that's where I'm from. Right. You know, a lot of people hear me on that on on radio and think, you know, I went to Calvert Hall and I'm from a affluent family and no, man. Yo, but you know what? That's the American dream right there. You came from the gutter and you rose above all the bullshit and became someone. It was a lot That's of bullshit. What it's all about. And it was a lot of bullshit. We all go through the bullshit. We all go through it. He went through it. I went through it. He went through it. But we all became respectable men. Chris caused a lot of bullshit too. Oh, did he? Man? He caused a lot of Oh, bullshit. really? Triple C, showing Chris off. Nice guy. Chris went through some bullshit, but he you, caused a lot hey, of bullshit. Hey, yo, one day we're going to have to do an episode of who is Triple C? You don't want to, hey, let, invite me back for that one. <laughs> you will be. I will tell you some shit that you don't, I'm, hey, we, we we're going to invite, I know some people, that, I'm not going to say their names right now, Right now, we'll invite, but I know some other people to invite. What's the we'll real? You guys, he won't talk, and we'll talk about him. <laughs> like a roast. Like Yo, a roast. The episode will be Who's the Real Triple C? Beast. So we'll, we'll title that I'm Talking About You, Not To You. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Nobody knows the Triple C. All they know nah. is maintaining and chill. Maintaining and chill. Well, I'm talking about you, not to you. That'd be right. the name of the episode. Absolutely. Nah, but that's, that's real, though. Like, it happens. How'd you come here from New York? I want to know about that. Well, put them on. One of my. Uh, By the way, New York is my favorite city outside of Boston. It should be. It is. I New love this. Is, New York. I is love. Fine. I'm not that Baltimorean that has an inferior complex to New right. York, and I'm not inferior to shit. Right. I love New York, but tell me how you got here from New York. Well, one of our uh, detectives from uh, WATF, he came down to uh, New York. Uh, it's a couple years ago. And uh, of course, it was before I got here. And uh, he was like, he was talking to my mom's good family member, good a family friend. So he told my mom's, you know, my mother was saying that, uh, you know, I was trying to get an NYPD, and I was in that process for you know over two years. So he was like, let me speak to him. So she called me, and I uh, linked up with them. And he was like, you ever thought about Baltimore? I said, nah. I said, I don't even know, you know, nothing about Baltimore. And he was like, come down, where are you? So I can guarantee that. So I I came down. I say no more. I took the test three months later. I was high. Really? Yeah. Any regrets? No, hell no. I love it. Because my firstborn, you know, my, my ex-girl, she was actually pregnant with my firstborn. And, you know, had to, it was time. I had to get a career. I had a job, but it's different. A career is different from the job. It is. Right. No lie. You know what I'm saying? And the state. A job is money. A career is money and benefits. Right. Mm. Retirement. And then, and then once you get, and then once you get a career, it's like another level in life. Well, what else is out there besides this career? Mm. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I mean, and I say this as a guy that's doing all right. And I always say, well, I I missed it until Freddie Gray incident, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I still miss it. Miss law enforcement. I miss it. I know you do. I miss it badly, man. It's like you know. I can tell. There's no blood, bro. There's no, it is. You know what? I was I, I was I Air Force. I was Air Force. I was law enforcement. Yeah. And everything that I do in life goes back to who I was then. Right. And I miss it because. And, and you know how we are, man. We think we can solve everything and fix everything. And a lot of stuff that goes on in, the, in, in, in our profession today, I think to myself, man, if I was in it, I'd do this and I'd do that. I wouldn't do shit. But in my back of my mind, I'm thinking, 
yeah, I could I could help that out. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain something to both of you. There's no one on the face of this earth that I respect more than you three. I appreciate you. Well, you understand what I'm saying? No, no, no. Seriously, seriously, that includes pastors, doctors. When when you here to protect and protect and serve and serve, and so many people disrespect that because they don't understand. You take if you had a bad doctor, do you stop going to the doctor? Yes. You, you don't. You stop going to that doctor. Right. But you don't say, I dismiss every other medical professional in the world. Correct. Right. Right. So because you had a couple of bad officers, all of a sudden now, the entire profession is some shit? Right. That's bull, man. That's bull. You got some bad doctors. I mean, some bad officers. I get that. But you got, every profession has bad apples. Yeah, like mechanics. When, if you, if I hear somebody Trying to come through my door at two thirty in the morning. I'm first. I'm getting my gun. Next thing, I'm calling the police. Right. Absolutely. Come do your job. Absolutely. Whatever you have, by any means necessary, get this mofo out of my house. Yeah, pick right. him up get off him, the floor. Pick him off the floor. Yeah. So I just think sometimes you guys, man. I'm, I'm not saying this to kiss up to you. I'm saying this largely because I, I once did what you do now. Yeah. I think you're the most underappreciated people in our society. Thank you for what you do. Continue to do what you do. But do me a favor. Do what you do unapologetically. Absolutely. Wow. Unapologetically. Yeah. Because you're going to be judged. You know what I mean? You're going to be judged. People want to talk shit about you and all those things. But do it unapologetically because if you keep worrying about what people think about you you're going what people to die. say about you you're going to die you're going to die and when you die I die right yeah wow. you understand what I'm saying absolutely. when you die I die right my son dies absolutely my daughter dies right my daughter got stopped by a police officer in Baltimore County she said dad they stopped me I was speeding my sister, what you do? She said, she stopped me. They came to me and said, you know why I'm stopping you? She said, yeah, I was speeding. She said, the police officer looked at me like, yeah, you were speeding. She said, I, I know I was speeding. I was doing like, she said she told him basically what she was doing. And he looked at her like, he said to her, you know, that's my job, right? <laughs> and he laughed. She said, I, I know it's your job, but that's what, that's what I was doing. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get home. It's late. I'm tired. I'm sorry. He said, can I see your driver's license registration? She said, my, this is my dad's truck. My registration, I believe, is in, in, in the glove box. Can I look in the glove box for it? He said, any reason to believe there's a weapon in there? She said, well, my dad has a concealed weapons permit. I don't think there's anything in there, but I'm just letting you know. He said, this could be your driver's license. He gave his driver's license, went back. He said, don't open the glove box. Went back, came back, said, so you know what, what you were doing? He said, yeah. Said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'll slow down going home. And he looked at her and said, gave her the driver's license, young lady, drive safe, mm. slow down. Mm. And because we had that conversation. Yes. Don't yes, be yes, an yes. asshole. No. Don't be an asshole. It's all in your delivery. It's all in your delivery. She didn't get a ticket that night. No. She, was, she told him, I'm speeding. I'm doing such and such over such and such. I know it. I'm tired. I'm trying to get home. I'm sorry. And he looked at her like, that's my job. What are you, you, right. you're, you're doing my job for me here. Right. 
You know what I mean? And he came back and said, hey, here, drive safe. Yeah. And, and and that's the conversation. I'm sorry. You may sit home right now and say, we shouldn't have that, have to have that conversation. You do. So have the conversation and protect your kids. It's all about how you conduct 100%. yourself. 100%. But that's the thing that everybody wants to have a conversation but when it comes down to the conversation nobody wants to have it. exactly yeah exactly nobody wants to have nobody it. wants to have it cause like at the end of the day no one really wants to like she knew what she was doing and then threw him off because she's like hey I'm admitting yeah she wasn't trying to get out of a ticket no uh, she's like hey she was trying to get, help him speed it up speed so it up. she can get home so she could go to sleep exactly you know what it messed him up because he's probably used to getting the run around exactly and then when she said that he's like huh well, I'm gonna look admitting out admitting already yeah. yeah go ahead ma'am just get home safe <laughs> get home safe, safe. that's it no. she, she explained to him listen I'm sorry I was babysitting you know over there in, in Middle River I'm sorry I'm just I'm, I'm tired right. I had school today I'm just trying to get home you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I was speeding. I, I shouldn't have been going that fast. I think we spoke about that on the last podcast. Because our biggest thing, if you yeah. come across a real genuine officer that's doing what he's supposed to be doing, that car stop will be done in about five minutes. Yes. That. Yes. You know what? I understand, man. Just do me a favor. Get home safe. Take because at the end of the day, like, we're preventing you from wrapping yourself around a pole from doing 99 miles per hour. And because that's his job, right? Yeah. when she said, hey, I messed up, he knew... If I let this girl go, she's going to slow down. Absolutely. Because she understands what she was doing wrong. She clearly told me what she did exactly. wrong. Exactly. This this 19-year-old, at the time she was 19, this 19-year-old kid is telling me. Right. And and he's, you know, and she handled herself well. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm that's blessed. amazing. I'm blessed because. That's kudos to you. Cause you and, and my wife. And my wife. Absolutely. And my wife. Because. Both of you guys. Yeah, because, you know I me, mean, it, it's. You can't walk around being. I tell my kids, and I coach high girls high school basketball. As Chris knows, and I always say, "Don't be a victim." Right. And basketball don't be a victim, and life don't be a victim. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Control your own shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Don't be. Oh my gosh, you're stopping me, and now you become a victim. Exactly. Control the narrative. Control your emotions. It's not I mean, that serious. Control the narrative. Hey, listen, you know, right. now, what she did was she controlled the car stop. Yeah. She and made, her own little way, she controlled it. She, she controlled made, it. She made it easy for the Ex- Exactly. And sometimes we try so hard to become a victim. Listen, our people are strong people. Yeah. And right now, what we're doing is we're making ourselves victims. 100%. Absolutely. That's, we're a, sitting that's, here, a, that's an amazing point. We're sitting here like, you're doing this to me, you're doing that to me. No. no we control it. shit. Absolutely. We control shit. We're the ones that control things. So stop being a victim and take control of the situation. That's my, you know, and and, and I hate to say that, but it's, it, it is what it is. Yeah, no, you're right. Take control of the situation. And we don't do enough of that, in my opinion. We don't. I don't think we. I don't think we conduct ourselves the way we should as a race. Yeah. Because here's the thing: at the end of the day, I know because I'm a black man. I've been there. Mm-hmm. But it's all how you conduct yourself. I'm six four, too sexy. Or <laughs> come across you, holla. Even when I wasn't a police officer, come across an officer. 
say he's a white male, five five, hundred pounds soaking wet. He comes into my vehicle. Do you really think I'm going to try and bully this man? No. And I'm going to win that? Not going to win. But if you come to, hey, sir, how you doing? Here's my license registration. How's your evening? How's your evening? And if you don't mind me asking, what I get pulled over for, sir? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I did do that. Down to the light. You know what? His radar. They're looking around like, whoa. What the fuck's going on here? Right. <laughs> Am I getting punked? Right. It's only how you conduct yourself. Absolutely. Because when I spoke to him like a gentleman and I treated him as a man of authority, gave me back my license. All they want to do is run your license. That's it. That's their job. That's their job. They have to justify why they pull their you shift. Over. Exactly. Just yeah. give it to them give and let them, them do their job. And that's it. Like and anybody else, do you get upset with the clerk at 7 Eleven because they ring you up? Right. Really? You don't get upset with them. That's their job. Why you get upset yeah, with a police not. officer who takes your license and rings you up? That's it. For that's all it is. For something that you did. That you did. I didn't do this shit. You led hey, him yo, to the car stop. When I had the white Lexus, Triple C, been a witness Fine. to one of them. When I had the Flama Blanca, mm-hmm. I get pulled over all the time. I had a Pearl, I will, I had a pearl Jaguar. I still have Ooh, it. You showing off. I still have it. You showing off. But I drive, I drive my Forerunner, but my Pearl Jaguar, I got pulled over all the time. I'm cool. Yeah, I, I, you I, know what I said to one of them? You like this, don't you? I know you did. <laughs> Matter of fact, you want to sit in the front seat? Go ahead. Yeah, Rob, I had a Lexus GSF. Oh. GS. Oh. Stupid. Oh. White with black everything. Well, I get with pulled black, over. Black, I'm sticking with my stripes. Mm. Huh? I was Run DMC guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would stick my hands out the window before they came up. Yeah. Like, chill, what you doing that for? I said, listen, I know what I was doing. I was doing a buck forty. Oh yes. Over sixty. Can, without without revealing the name I'm of sorry. the officer on seven oh two. They're like, man, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just trying to get home. I used right. to put my Jaguar in gear. Uh-huh. On 702, it was a one police officer we used to race. <laughs> All the time. I'm not going to reveal the police officer's name. Gotcha. But not only did he race me, mm. I kicked his ass. <laughs> and that, really? Hey, yo. And that Jag. No, no, no. Was, was no, no. no, it wasn't, a, ja- was it wasn't a Jaguar. It was a Shagwar. It was a Jaguar. It was a Jaguar. <laughs> That's but, dope. But you know what? Yeah. I pride myself. You know what? And we, we, as a minority, all my Spanish brothers and sisters, all my black brothers and sisters, listen, it's not hard. It's not. If you have a car stop, conduct yourself. Accordingly. Accordingly. And it's if you were simple. wrong, if you were wrong. It's just a ticket. If you ticket. get a ticket. Stop it. You if got you, $90. Listen, if you driving with a suspended license, it's on that officer's discretion if you want to take you down to bookings or not. Don't let your license get suspended. Exactly. You but, but, or your you, tag get suspended. You knew you shouldn't have been driving. Shouldn't have been driving. Keep it simple. If that officer is dirty, guess what? Listen, this day and age, everybody's got a body-worn camera. Or if you got a passenger with you, somebody's recording, or you're recording the actual conversation. I just want to know why your boy drinking some orange sash. What the hell is that? Man? I know. Triple and now you ask me for some bourbon. Right. <laughs> I, 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 you got I'm orange beer? You see that? 
You got orange beer? I'm on my good behavior. He he, nah. drank, he drank a piss with salt in it. No lie. <laughs> no lie. Drink orange beer. That's the orange juice with alcohol in it. Come on, son. Triple C, that's your fault. It ain't his fault. You said yes. You see how if, he, if he offered me that stuff, I'd like, yo, you, see how that you want happened? me to do this show or not? <laughs> not. You see how that happened? I blamed hey. it on him. I blamed it on him. Pass me that L, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah, says, he asked really me. He asked me if I wanted this for my drink. What I tell you? He, he said, said no. I don't put. I don't put nothing mixed in my drink except women. I said I don't like nothing mixed but women. That's it. You want some of that too? <laughs> cheers. No, no, yeah, cheers. Right. Cheers. <laughs> cheers to the, an amazing podcast. It was. It's, it's phenomenal. Cheers. No, but you're absolutely right, man. Back to the topic. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get, gotta take accountability. Like, look, you just called me out on the drink. I so, can't get mad. It's the truth. I was drinking some orange sash. Yeah, that's some, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. You know. It's yeah. the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. What's his name? Accountability. <laughs> What's his name? Who's my number? Wow. Hey, Triple C. Yeah. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> right. hey, yo. You know, man, you gotta be careful in twenty twenty. You, know you gotta be careful in twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but take it easy. <laughs> Just take it. Hey, yo, Chris, chill out. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> no, on, on another note, I wanted to uh, mention something earlier, right? Yes, put it. So check it. So shout out to all my business owners, small business. Oh. Listen, your your business is a reflection of you. Yes. So I'm getting uh, work done on a uh, on a home that I have in the city, renovation, mm-hmm. right? So. I'm looking for landscapers. Come cut the grass. Got a guy, you know. So got a guy. I check it. This can. This is an amazing story. So, I'm looking. The first company, you know, I had them come through. And yo, my man just brought one lawnmower. Okay. Right, which ain't bad. Yeah. He was sweating for like 10 minutes trying to start that motherfucker. Oh. Right. So listen, I know that I knew that wasn't going to last long. That's your first indication. I said, okay, it's not for you. No big deal. So check it. Just say last Wednesday. So me and my uh, my contractor, <laughs> a.k.a. Albino, first choice homes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Albino's a beast. He's taking care of this house. Animal. Animal. Everything but a roof. Everything but a roof. Sorry, so we came back, right, by the house. So I saw an, uh, I saw a gentleman, a black man, had a dark Caesar, cutting grass. Looked like it was his pickup truck. He had a couple more. Uh, he had everything, all the landscaping material, everything. So I got out the truck. Albino was like, yo, get out the truck. Talk to him. He said, I guarantee you. Cut. I said, cool. So I said, sir, how you doing? He said his name was Mike. I said, Mr. Mike, I'm Ralph. I said, listen, I got a house about two blocks away. I said, do you cut grass? He said, yeah. I said, listen, can you do me a favor? I said, can you go to the house? Just, you know, let me know. What's your quote? Look at the yard. Let me know how much, you know, price me out because I need the grass done. Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah, I'll do that. That was on a Wednesday. 
Gave him my number. He said, text me, blah, blah, blah. I'll let you know what the quote is and I'll get it done. I said, cool. That was Wednesday. Friday, I didn't hear nothing from him. That Wednesday, I didn't hear nothing. So I called him. I said, um, hey, Mr. Mike, can I speak to Mr. Mike? He picked up. I said, sir, uh, I said, this is Ralph from the house over, you know, two blocks away. Remember, I gave him the address. He said, yeah, oh, man, my bad. You know, I didn't get a chance to get over there. Professionalism is everything. If you couldn't get, if you didn't have a chance to get to the house on that Wednesday, What's wrong with calling me, notifying me? What's going on? Or why you couldn't? It's just a simple quote. It's two blocks away from where I saw you. Mm -hmm. I I said, no problem, bro. I said, this Friday. He said, I'll get to it right after this. I said, no problem. It's Monday. Still didn't. No call, no nothing. So I called him Monday morning. He didn't hit me up, nothing. I said, Mr. Mike, what's going on? He said, uh, I said, you remember me? I'm Ralph. Remember I asked you, could you go? He said, yeah, you know what? My bad, man. You know what? I'll tell you what today. I'm going to go. I said, listen, don't even worry about it. He said, what happened? I said, listen, I'm a businessman, so I take care of business. I said, but don't worry about it. I'll get somebody else to do it. Let me let me tell you how God worked. I hung up with Mr. Mike. I went around the corner to my house, my other house. I saw a Spanish brother on the corner. He had a, a um a flatbed with all the lawn material. I said, sir, you know, good morning. He said, Good morning, sir. How you doing? I said, I'm doing well. I said, sir, do you cut grass? He said, Yeah. I said, I'll tell you what, I got a house about a block away from you on the right hand side. I said, if you could just go check that out for me, because I need that, I need the lawn cut. I shit you not. It was less than five minutes. My man was there with everything ready to go. And the price he gave me, I said, I'm going to need you every two weeks, sir. Didn't waste, didn't blink. And he said less than five minutes, he was there, suited and booted, ready to go. Everything out the car. What did I tell you? Because that bothered Ridiculous, me. Ridiculous, man. It bothered nah, me. Nah, I did, because you try to give business to us. To us. But he slapped. What's so hard about just go, bro? Two blocks Snow away. Or pick up the call, pick up the phone, and say, "Listen, bro. Let me know what this I'm gonna be here on such and such a day, right? Because I'm backed up, but I'm gonna get you, right? Yo, no call for for four days. Yeah. I met this Spanish brother. Not even five minutes. He He's said, on it. I'm on my way. He gets there, cuts the grass, no problem. I said, Oh my god. I say that to say this. We got to take our, listen, we are minorities. I don't care if you're black, white, Spanish, purple. It don't matter. Take your business serious. A hundred percent. What's so hard with going looking at a yard? I could, I could do it for this. Yeah, I can, yeah. Or I can't do it. Or I can't do it. Why you got, well, why you got to treat me like that? Don't stream me along. No, because I'm hit. Listen, I take care of business. I don't got time to be going back and forth with you on the, over cutting grass. Time is money. All day. And I tell you, you know what? I got to give a shout out to this brother. Let me find it. What are you looking for? I'm going to shout out. I'm not going to shout out my man, Mike, because listen, Mike, if you hear this, I just want you to get your shit together because that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to shout out Shipyard Pub. My man, A, got it all together. 3500 O'Donnell. So check it. My man, Lisandro Gonzalez. I appreciate you, my brother. Yo, he cut that with no problems. And it was Quick. phenomenal. Everything. Everything. But I say we, that... We, we could play golf on your joint. What? Quick. Drink some coffee off that motherfucker. I'm a golfer. 
Word. I'm a golfer. Are you? Yes, I am. Okay. I love it. I smoke I play play about four or five times a week. Really? Really. I want to get into that. I got golf membership. Okay. I got some cigars, too. What's up? Let's do it. You come play golf. Bring the cigars. I, I I supply the golf course. You supply the cigars. I'm we're gonna have that. to do that. We're gonna yeah. have to. I'm not bullshitting you. I'm with you. Can I say bullshit on this? Absolutely. Yeah, you can say whatever you want on this. Right. We're streaming everywhere. Can I say your your quarterback sucks? Yeah, I know he sucks. All right, you can say that. Yeah. We looking forward to uh, Trevor Lawrence. She is. Dry. You might want to, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. He's referring to the. Uh, Jets Denver, Denver Broncos J-E-T-S Jets 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 I wouldn't even say all that right the now The Denver Broncos Who's 0-3 the, This dude name is Van Rotten The we, Jets you know, We also had to remember so good. Thursday Rob, Night Football um, You are one of the voters For the Heisman I'm a voter for the AP Top 25 I'm a voter for the All-American And I'm a Heisman voter Yes I am Awesome Wow that's amazing Yeah that's perfect What do you look for In the quality of a Heisman player Um so when you vote, I vote. On who gets the Heisman? Yes, that is crazy. I want to see dominance. Um, it's one of those things where you see it, you know. Like last year, uh, you see it, and you know it. Um, I, I started. I got my first vote when Lamar Jackson won the Heisman. Mm. Really? So you voted for him? Yes. When I saw Lamar Jackson, I'm like, yo, special. This dude is special. Nah, he's a beast. He is. Exactly. So you you just that's what you want to see. You want to see you want to see special. Right. You want to see a guy that separates themselves from everyone else. You want to see dominance in their particular position. Yes. Over the game, over everybody. Over everybody. You know what I mean? You game plan for me. Right. And and that's what you look for. Uh all American is a little bit different. You want to see uh you want to see dominance, but it's not the same level of dominance. Right. All American is different. Because we have a preseason All-American team and a, and a postseason All-American team. And you go first team, second team. So it's a little bit different. Um, and that's, that's a little bit more tough, too. A little, a little tougher, too. I believe it. Uh, top 25 this year is different. It's more challenging because you started off voting for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then after the first week when the teams, the conferences weren't playing, mm-hmm. I couldn't vote for Pac-12, Big Ten. Mm. And now that they're playing, you can vote for them. So this is the most challenging year to vote for. Especially because they just started playing, so it's tough. The most challenging year to vote for. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be ready to go for the draft. I hope. Yeah. Does that always translate for you too? Like, so you you said, so like, for example, you can tell Bama just, you know, like eyeball test, you can tell based on how they play, how dominant they are. Does that always translate over to the pros? No, Alabama, yes. Okay. Yeah. Alabama's different. Hell yeah. Alabama's <laughs> different. Alabama, LSU. Listen, let me say this. SEC. I was getting ready to say mm. that. It's different. And, and 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 more more precisely, Nick Saban world. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. They're different, uh, Chris, where they produce pros. They're groomed mm. differently. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else a little bit different, but SEC is the NFL in college. Right. Wow. Alabama could be the worst NFL team right now. They probably could. They probably could. They probably could. They probably could be one of these two, Denver or the Jets. Denver or the Jets. Absolutely. When you were up at Camp H and you saw and, and, and you were at Penn State, yeah. like so you up there, you said you, you saw LeVar. He was just – did you see him practicing and was he that much different? Like, Bro, 
just I mean, you said body, of course, but was his, it like you his, saw him moving? You know what's real and what's not real. Right. If you know football, you know. Right. This dude on a level. You already know. This dude ain't nothing to play with. Right. And when I saw LeVar Arrington, just how he was as an individual, I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yo, when I met him, he was a sophomore. And you, just, you see his physique. He's, he's yeah. different. Yo, how he carries himself. He ain't talking no crazy. He ain't cussing. Yeah. He can't humility. He said, guys, what's going on? What y'all, y'all getting in trouble? What's going on? All business. He knew where he was going. Oh, my. And when yeah. you saw him on them Saturdays? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Different. Him and Courtney Brown? They were there to go to the go to the NFL. Courtney Brown got drafted by the Browns, right? Yes, he did. So yeah, yeah. He, he, matter of fact, and I saw I saw Lavar when he was playing for the Giants. He was um, even like even then in his career, mm-hmm. he was just a beast, man. His workout ethic. When I saw, I said, "Damn, Lavar still got it." That's just dope. you know, injuries catch up to you. Yeah, you get older. But um, it's a beautiful thing. It is. It really is. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. We are good to go. Good to go. An amazing episode. Yeah. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 39. It's your boys here, Silverback Chronicles Podcast. I want to continue to give a phenomenal shout out to my brother, Rob Long, that came in. Thank you very much. Listen, it's, it's a pleasure. Mr. Baltimore 105.7. It's a pleasure. It don't get no realer. Than what this gentleman just talked about tonight It's phenomenal It's inspiring And He was a former police officer So he's spitting the real When he talked about that car stop with his daughter It's amazing and it hit home And the reason I bigged him up Because he's an officer He wore that uniform And he know how a person is supposed to conduct themselves 100% At all times So listen this is deep but we keep it 100 and we have so much fun and we just love you we appreciate you and we continuously just love coming out listening to us every week this is episode 39 ladies and gentlemen we working what a phenomenal way to end the 30s how about that you topped it off appreciate that bro yeah for sure appreciate that it was a pleasure Nah, for it's sure. Pleasure yeah. you guys are real man I appreciate it please that. come back keep please. doing what you do you know you know how to find me Give me a holler. I'll be back. Bro, thank, thanks for believing in this. Keep doing Definitely. What you're thank you for believing you're doing. in us. Keep right. doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. Chris, next time have some pizza, man. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> oh, we got bourbon. I got bourbon and no food, man. <laughs> Starving. But you know what I'm going to do? Keep drinking. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> Listen. Hey, yo, you got to. Yo, you got. got <laughs> Listen, we got Mr. Long. Pause. <laughs> A huge bottle of gentlemen's jam. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that. That's pretty good. That's all him right now. That's all him. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he's, he's, he's pointing. <laughs> he hasn't figured me out yet. He hasn't figured me out yet. I want to say it, but I don't want to say it. Like, Go ahead, say it. Go ahead, say it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up promoting Rough Riders. You have that DMX. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, hey yo! I never said this before. I never, never, ever. He got it. <laughs> his energy. And your Robert's like <laughs> reminds me. Of X. X. Oh, hey, yo. Hey, yo, I was 15 when I was my ex. Wow, son. Appreciate hey, yo, that, man. Hey, yo, energetic, like hey, yo. positive. Just 
X is X. Yo, DMX was so positive. And yo, Rob the was like, locks was so positive. And Rob is like, show enough. He got the glow, son. Oh, who the baddest mofo on the side of right. Baltimore? Hey, show show enough. No glow, but I like the bull hat all day, bull brother. All right, everybody. Right. Episode thirty nine. We love you. We Be love safe. y'all. Be safe, man. Please love each other, man. That's it. Oh my God. Views and opinions expressed on the Silverback Podcast are those of the hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.